0: This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business and execute it to perfection. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a winning combination for you once again on the show today. Starting with, of course, the award winning score volunteer of the year every year, Lucy Polito. How you doing today, Lucy? I am great. Chris, how are you? Doing excellent, doing excellent. And, of course, Lucy is a volunteer at SCORE, along with some 17,000 or so other volunteers nationwide, right,
1: Lucy? That is correct, and we are working hard this year.
0: Absolutely. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and normally we would have Rich Jakel with us, but we've been having some issues with the lines. So if we get Rich hooked up, we're continuing to try here. We'll bring him in on the conversation. And, of course, we've got another great guest lined up for you here today we're going to get to in a little while. As a matter of fact, she is going to be making the first, is this right, Lucy, the the inaugural coffee with a leader presentation for 2021 that exactly that's right
1: and you know we always bring great guests and this one is going to be fantastic to get the year started correctly
0: all right and i'm we look sure forward to it uh, i'm sure a lot of people would like to do that so uh let's see we got uh, uh do we have rich on the line do we have rich in here rich All right, Rich, are you there? Yes, you do. All right, the award-winning Rich Jekyll of SCORE, Rich. (laughs) Hello, Christopher, from my heart. All right, that is me. And uh, we are improvising, adapting, and overcoming today. So uh, please bear with us, and uh, we'll get right down to the show. And We were just talking about how many volunteers there are nationwide now, Rich and you're adding new volunteers all the time, people can still join up and be a volunteer, right? Tell them how they can do that. How can you be a volunteer at SCORE like Rich Jekyll or Lucy Polito? Yeah, well,
2: yeah. Uh, that's a good question, Chris. And um, <laughs> Say that
0: again. <laughs> <But> never mind. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lucy. Okay. Let's let Lucy. Uh, Lucy, you tell You could
2: me. just call- Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Go
0: ahead, you can go to
2: our website, and uh, on our website, which is orlando.score.org, uh, it will have a, uh, a drop-down, and one of the choices is going to be become a member uh, or become a volunteer. And among other things, if you want to donate, because we are a nonprofit, you can do that. Or if you need counseling, then we can do that. So, but that's the easiest way is uh, Orlando.score.org and just uh, hit the drop down saying, I want to volunteer. You got nothing to do with this COVID thing, so come on down, volunteer. You don't have to go in, it's just all done by Zoom and phone.
0: And, you know, this is a time of year, folks, where you can appreciate folks who give their time like this because, as Rich said, this is a nonprofit organization, and these are true volunteers. They don't earn a dime for what they do. Their their return, their reward, you might say, is in helping others succeed. And and you guys must get a lot of reward, right, Lucy, because you and Rich have been doing this for a good while.
1: Yes, we have. Yeah. Actually, we, we're getting old. Uh, in this group now and so we're always looking for volunteers but yes I think I've been doing this about 18 19 years and rich uh, pretty much about the same time so we have uh, a lot of experience not only in our work life our regular work life but uh, volunteer service and it is interesting and it is fun and you know it also keeps uh, us um, young if you will because we have to know what's going on in the world currently so we can continue to help people and we are always looking for good uh, folks who would like to give back to the community so if you've been in the business world in any kind of area and you have the time and you want to really enjoy uh, meeting people and helping people please come and join us and become a volunteer
0: all right and as rich said just go to the local website website Orlando.score.org. And if you know somebody of like mind around the country, maybe a friend of yours or a relative, and perhaps they're close to retirement or or just would like to volunteer in such a capacity, they can contact their local SCORE office. And you can find out where all the SCORE offices are by going to the national website, which is score.org, score.org. And these folks... Yeah,
2: Chris, I'm back, so... Okay,
0: yeah, and, and once again, Rich, now, we didn't get down to the part about how much it costs to uh, to prevail yourself of the services of a SCORE volunteer. Rich, can you hear me? Well, I guess, Lucy, you're going to have to tell everybody how much it costs.
1: Oh, my gosh, it, it is a wonderful opportunity, and guess what? It is
0: free <laughs> it is as rich puts it, it is the big f word it is absolutely free no charge to you the mentorship program the advice that you get at score and there never has been a charge okay. for it and now that, all right all right you back rich
2: yeah i am i was uh i heard you but uh evidently you hit the delete button when my voice came on.
0: <laughs> I, I got a, a, twi- a, a twitchy f- a trigger finger here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. So anyway, we that's were just, right. I don't blame you. Uh, well, we were just telling everybody how much it cost to get some advice from a great score of volunteer.
2: Oh, my God, i got to say it again. I promise not to say the big
0: F word. It's free. That's it. You know, Lucy said it, but she just doesn't say it with the same verve, uh, the same you know, uh, enthusiasm.
1: Well, you no, know, because I
2: normally don't say <laughs> that. No, because every
0: time she says it, she
2: has to go to church uh, again. She
0: has to say, yeah, she doesn't <laughs> use those F words. So <laughs> No, she does not. And uh, but, right now, all the great educational programs are the same. Uh, the same charge, right, Lucy? Yes, they are. And I don't want to say the word again. All right. Uh, Yes. No, no, don't do that. But that is compliments of some great uh, sponsors and donors, uh, because once again, SCORE is a nonprofit organization. And by the way, if you would like to be a sponsor or a donor, maybe even a sponsor of this show, go to orlando.score.org to find out more information about how to do that, orlando.score.org. It is a great organization, and there is a great deal of satisfaction in helping other people continue the tradition of great entrepreneurial spirit here in central Florida and around our great country. So, uh, and by the way, while you're at Orlando.score.org, please do remember to sign up for the excellent newsletter where you will get updates on everything SCORE has going on. And they pretty much always have something going on, except for maybe a week or so here during the holidays uh, as we turn around and, and get ready for the new year. But as soon as the new year starts, Everything kicks off in full force again, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking with our guest about. So why don't we bring that guest on with us and find out a little bit about her. She's not been on the show with us before, so I'd like to welcome to the show Servola Frazier. Servola, thank you for being with us today.
3: Thank you all for having
0: me. Oh, well, We appreciate it. Uh, since you haven't been on the show before, we'd like to find out a little bit about yourself, and so let's start with uh, are you from around this area?
3: Well, I am a military brat, so so I am from Florida, and I've lived in Florida for, I would say, the last almost 10 years, and previously before that, before a couple of military breaks here and there, uh, 13 years, but my my parents were actually Miami natives, and my father went into the military in the Army, go Army, for all, all right. of the Army folks out there. Yep. <laughs> And so I actually grew up overseas, so I spent my um, early childhood overseas and moved back and went to Florida State for college. But I I am from Florida, but I kind of have this interesting journey.
0: Uh, Very much so and a lot of military families can certainly th- sympathize with that and you know rich has served as in the air force you know where the, where they get the swimming pools at foreign bases and things like that <laughs> golf courses don't forget golf courses but we got to have those for the colonels for the birds Right. right. So, uh, so exactly well anyway we, we want to thank you and your family for for you know serving our country and, and it must have been fascinating though as a young girl growing up overseas uh it must have a great educational experience i would think
3: yeah i would think yeah it was um because now that you know our children grew up here in the states and i joke with them and say you know when i went away on a field trip or played basketball or some sport in a different place i was actually going to another country and they actually go to a different state or <laughs> different things like that So it's very interesting. You know, the cultural dynamics definitely are different, but it just gives me an appreciation for so many different people from so many different backgrounds. So I'm truly thankful and grateful for the opportunity to have grown up in a different place.
1: How many years were you overseas?
3: So initially we spent three years in Italy, and I can't even remember those years because I was a toddler. And uh, then from elementary to high school is about eight and a half, nine years.
0: Wow. That, wow. That, that's that, a long time. As I say, that that's a great experience. And then to come back yeah. here to go to high school and you went to college, you said you went to college at FSU?
3: Yes, I did.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're slowly coming up on a break here, actually, rapidly coming up on a break here. So, uh, I, I want to, uh, have everybody look at your website. I understand your website is, is it's Motivate Planners is your business and the website, motivateplanners.com. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that is for our entrepreneurial planner. That's the place to go to get those details. But, um, If you go to MotivatePurpose.com, you'll get all the details on all the training and development that we offer as well.
0: Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about with Servola Frazier when we come back because she is a planning strategist and can help you plan better. And she's going to be, guess what, making a presentation, as we mentioned earlier, the inaugural presentation for 2021 of the Coffee with a Leader series that SCORE does. And that's going to be January the 7th. So you want to put that on your calendar, ladies and gentlemen. January the 7th, Coffee with a Leader with Servola Frazier. And uh, so we'll give you more details on that when we come back as well. But if you go to Orlando.Score.org and sign up for the excellent newsletter, you will get details via your newsletter. And updates on all the upcoming events. And there will be many of them as the new year rolls around here in just a couple of weeks. In the meantime, we're going to take a break and come right back with more of What's the Score? We are back. We are. What's the score? And we are Lucy Polito, Rich Jekyll, and myself, Christopher Hart, and our guest today, Servola Frazier. And Servola is a planning strategist. And let's work up to how you've got, how you started this business, Servola, because you said you went to FSU. What did you do when you graduated?
3: So when I graduated, I actually, my, my path to graduation was a little bit longer than what I had intended. Life had other plans. But <laughs> I
0: know, I know that I... <laughs> route myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but when I graduated, I, I stepped into a career with the government. I actually jumped into doing government contracts for a little over 10 years. And I really enjoyed that work, but every, I think we all have what we would call that side hustle, something that we do that we enjoy it. But initially when we jump into it, we do it just because we love to do it. We're great at it, but we never really considered whether we could get paid at doing that work. And so a lot of the work that I did was for my business was pretty much started as like a side hustle. I would do different events for people. I would sit down with a lot of business owners and helping them to navigate and plan out their strategy and just really found that there was a space for me to kind of step into this a little bit more. And I tell you what really happened. I had this epiphany when I was working for the government, I had the opportunity to step into creating a training program for leaders and I didn't even realize how much I enjoyed it until I was in it. I was so passionate about it. It was easy to wake up, step into that. You know, we all have that feeling when it's when it's the right fit. It just, everything is easy. Even though you experience challenges, even though you experience difficulties, you're willing to take it because you love the work, you're passionate about the work. And that's where I found myself. Not that I didn't enjoy the, the other side of the work that I did, but I Felt like I was making a greater level of an impact with what I was developing with the team that I was working with at the time. And fast forward, we actually won a, D- won a DoD award for um, for the plan for the training plan that we had put together for leadership. And that was pretty much the icing on the cake for me. I jumped into a couple of different certification programs. To get certified in that, and then the business just kind of took off from there. And one day I decided, hey, it's time to hang my hat, uh, Uncle Sam, and step into doing my business full time.
0: Where, where was this in Tallahassee, Washington, DC, Orlando? Where did all this develop?
3: So, this developed, I would say, in my time here in Florida. I wasn't in Tallahassee, I was my father and my family had settled into. Um, Melbourne which is the Space Coast area right and I started out pretty much doing a lot of work there and then when I got married my husband's in the military in the Air Force so we did a little bit of traveling in the DC area so I actually spent an extensive amount of time um, in the DC area and really just did a lot of development and training in that space and when we when my husband decided to retire he was like, he didn't want to retire in the cold, so we had to make that transition back to Florida. And and when I made that transition, I was still working for the Army at that point in time and just realizing that there was a greater level of impact that I knew I was called to make.
0: Okay. Um, Lucy, she mentioned, you know, a lot of uh, people, I think, uh, do the same thing as as she was saying. You have, like, your side hustle that eventually becomes a business uh, are
1: you seeing a lot of that these days? Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, because of the situation right now, the pandemic, uh, a lot of people have lost their jobs. And so now they're beginning to think, you know, maybe I don't want to continue with this job that I had. Maybe I'll try something else that I always wanted to do, and now is my time. So in that fashion, we've seen it. So it's been more of a because I'm not doing anything right now because I don't have a job. Let me try my hand at what I really would like to do. And so, uh, yeah, and in that, that rate, we're, we're seeing some of that. Okay. So it's, uh, it's a, a little bit of, out of a necessity and also an opportunity because, you know, they need to do something. And they might as well do something that they've always wanted to do and never had the time to do it.
0: Okay. Um, once again, we're speaking with Servola Frazier. The website is MotivatePurpose.com, MotivatePurpose.com. And you are the founder of Motivate Enterprise. So tell us how that happened. How did you find? So I understand you got the you know the, the award from the DoD and everything, but how did that become the business that you have you are doing now?
3: So I really just took, took a moment um, to really just think through who I wanted to reach and why. You know, I think it's really important when you're carving out your business plan, and I, I consider my business plan to be a living document, which means that it continues to get perfected over time. And at, you know, at the initial phase of what I was doing, I knew that I wanted to make an impact. I didn't necessarily know how that impact was going to be shaped or formed. And um, the name Motivate Enterprises really streamed from this idea or concept that when People are stepping through development. A lot of times when people step into anything, learning and development, training or development, they have this, you know, this idea or this, um, uh, they presuppose that it's going to be dull, boring, um, that it's not going to really add value. And I wanted to really help people to understand that it doesn't have to be dull or boring. You can It can be practically entertaining, however, as long as the key initiatives are met. And so I really talk through the idea of motivating people and bringing intentional value to our clients, but not from this space of, okay, this has to be this place where it's deafening and you just really don't want to show up. But I want my clients and those who step into our space to really be excited about it. And that's the energy that we bring, so motivating people it's a part of, is really a heavy part of my core value of being able to motivate others. And so the name, just putting it in the name just kind of seals the deal for me. But stepping into the business itself was really, was really an easy, easy transition for me from the perspective of having done a lot in business before um, with negotiating deals for the government and different things like that and kind of seeing how these things play through. I really had a, I would say, not a rose color rose colored or covered experience with stepping into business. I knew it was going to be hard work. I knew I needed to create a plan, a strategy to help my my business to be successful. I knew that you know I went in with my eyes open and I think that a lot of times entrepreneurs kind of step into their business with a positive attitude and really not understanding that you need a positive attitude you need to be optimistic, but you also need to have a game
1: plan.
3: And with that game plan, you and I'm sure you guys will agree that you also have to take into account the possibilities of the positive and the negative and really understanding what that looks like and what the probability of that could be at whatever stage you are in your business and how can you navigate through that. And of course, through a lot of trial and error, <laughs> um, I, you know, I stepped into that even with my business.
0: Rich uh she's really speaking to you, isn't she with the you know the the business plan, the game planning that sort of thing? You've always been big on having business plans,
2: yes, absolutely, and I was gonna uh ask her uh you know the government is notoriously hard to deal with some cases, and uh the one thing to keep in mind. Uh, with dealing with them, as you pointed out, is patience, and you've just got to be patient and keep whacking away at it right
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, you know the government is is pretty structured, and the government has a system that's been in existence for hundreds of years, and bringing in something new or innovative sometimes is tricky, I would say <laughs> um tricky, that's that. a good
2: word for it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but I think that there are, I think that there are a lot of people within the government organization that understand that you have to you have to be innovative in order for the government to continue to remain relevant as it moves forward. So when it comes down to business practices, hiring practices, training practices, um, developing your folks over time, and different things like that, it really, you know, the government has competition, too. You know, the, the private industry is highly competitive to the government. And so the government had to really make a lot of adjustments in order to stay relevant for those who who really wanted to get the top-notch, you know, clients or, or employees in order to actually carry the government further. So, yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right that. It is a little bit of a, um, I would say, a slow moving gear compared to the rest of the world. And sometimes that's a fast moving gear.
0: Okay. Uh, once again, our guest, Servola Frazier, and she is the founder of Motivate Enterprise. And you can go to motivatepurpose.com, motivatepurpose.com. Once again, she will be the lead off presenter for the Coffee with a Leader series for 2021. And uh, we'll be taking a break here in about a minute. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about, and she'll give us a little hint of what she's going to be talking about at that Coffee with a Leader presentation. January the 7th, it will be live. You can go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for it. That's Orlando.score.org. And, of course, there's never a charge for any of the Coffee with a Leader presentations. So Orlando.score.org, you can sign up for it. And if for some reason you can't participate live, And this is a Zoom. You can participate in it. Uh, It is interactive. Uh, If you can't do that, however, live, you will find it in the archive now that is building up at Orlando.score.org of all of the Zoom and uh, uh, webinar uh, presentations that SCORE is doing now on a regular basis, as well as, of course, with the Coffee with the Leader series. Rich, yeah, real quick. Yeah, Chris,
2: Chris, I was going to say that there is uh, no charge, but there's also no coffee. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you got to bring your own coffee, BYOC. All right, so we will take a break and come back with more with Servola Frazier. Once again, you can visit her website while we're speaking with her at MotivatePurpose.com, MotivatePurpose.com. And don't forget, if you'd like to speak with somebody at SCORE, give them a call at 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it's 407 420 48 44 and we will be right back with more of what's the score and we're back and we are what's the score and that means i've got rich jakel lucy Polito, and myself christopher hart here as regulars our guest today servola frazier of Motivate Enterprise, and you can visit her at MotivatePurpose.com. As we mentioned earlier, she is going to be making the first presentation, the Coffee with Leader presentation, on January the 7th for SCORE. You can go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for that. And if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Servola, but I think you've entitled this Start Strong and Finish Stronger in 2021. Did I get that right?
3: You got
0: it right. All right, well, just give us a little hint to what you're going to talk about. And how can we start strong and finish stronger in 2020? Because <laughs> it feels like Yeah, by all means. It, it, it's like everybody's limping to this finish line. It's like a marathon, but all the good runners have already crossed the finish line, and the rest of us are just kind of dragging along here, <laughs> if you would. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: Well, I think that it, it it's a matter of perspective. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs that I've spoken with over the last few months that are, you know, on this journey in COVID, some of them, you know, really discouraged, trying to sort out where their focuses should be when it comes down to, you know, their business and how they're going to move forward and what that looks like for them. I always like to encourage people to be optimistic about the future because it's not known to anyone. They're, no one expected COVID. No one expected all of these different things to rise to the forefront. And yet, there's this level of resiliency that pops up in entrepreneurs that gives us this ability to kind of continue to bounce back or see our way through. I think that COVID has presented an opportunity for many of us to kind of look at our businesses and assess where we are, and do a little bit of dig deep, you know, dig, uh, digging deep and deep thinking into what we're currently doing. And one of the things that I think is really important for you to start strong is really starting divesting the things that really didn't add any value. Now you know them, really. You know what didn't add value. They were just kind of low-hanging fruit, just kind of in the way of your business, and you were pretty much giving that money away because you weren't really activating anything surrounded by that. It's kind of like having a service that you have in in your home that let's say you have a HBO service but you rarely watch HBO but you keep paying it every single month because maybe you will. And now we're at a place where a lot of entrepreneurs have had to reassess those services, the things that they've had and kind of lean them out and be okay with that and recognizing that that if you've had 80% of your money going to a specific place that's not really adding value but you have 20% of of business that really works for you, then maybe kind of lean, leaning out that 80% so you can invest more into that 20%. Maybe that's a smart thing to do. But really giving yourself that space to kind of think into that and really have the opportunity to look at that. So when I'm talking about starting your year strong, it's really having the, this open view, this open eye view, and not necessarily looking at the year as, oh my God, what is it, What loom and gloom in the year? But now that we've had COVID and we're bouncing back from COVID and there's been a lot of things happening, we've actually learned a lot. We've learned a lot about our business. We've learned a lot about what we do in the midst of crisis, how we bounce back under that kind of pressure, what innovation is in our midst. And we do know some of the things that we really need in order to sustain our businesses past something like this happening again. And so I think having that start strong mentality means that I'm taking all of the lessons that I've learned and all the things that I've, I've garnered in this space that I've, I've experienced, and I'm using that in a very um, creative way to look at this new year and say, these are the goals and objectives. I'm not going to slight myself, but I'm going to be audacious with the goals that I set for my business, but I'm also going to take a realistic look at where we are today and start creating the path to get to that audacious goal. I'm not going to assume that it can happen because I know that there are a lot of entrepreneurs that when COVID initially hit, they just knew, they just felt like, this is it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get past it. Where there were others that were looking for opportunities and solutions and creative ways to kind of reinvent their business in order to continue to thrive. And so I want to instill that in you, to. Have you look at your master plan, which is your overarching business plan, and then take a look at creating this game plan that you kind of use like a playbook as you go throughout the year.
0: Okay. And once again, you can sign up for this presentation, which will be January 7th. It's in the morning, and it is a Zoom conference, and it will be interactive. You will be taking questions, will you not, Servola? Absolutely. Okay. So you can sign up for this once again at Orlando.score.org, Orlando.score.org, and there is no charge, and there never is for any of the Coffee with the Leader presentations. Uh, Lucy, I want to go with, to you just for a moment because Servola mentioned something that is very true about entrepreneurs in general and certainly true about our economy, and that is its resiliency. And I think that's what you've been seeing all year long because you said you guys at SCORE have been slammed. And a lot of it is people wanting to start new businesses.
1: Yes. And, you know, kind of hitting a little bit on on what Tervola said before, a lot of people who have, and I'm going to use one particular client that I had who has a restaurant, and as we all know, restaurants have been very severely affected. But this person who never did any of this, carry out type thing is now busier than when he had the restaurant fully open He had a small restaurant, you know, I don't know, maybe, uh, I think he had like eight or nine tables, small place. And now he's doing more business with this takeout stuff. People just drive by and pick up their stuff. He's getting customers. <laughs> it's something that he says, my God, I'm busier now than I was when I had a normal type business. So it's very interesting what's happening, and again, uh, people are looking at starting new businesses. This is when, whenever we have any kind of a setback, sometimes uh, people really become very innovative, and new businesses start. So, it's uh, it's been very busy in that area because people do have some new thoughts, new ideas, and things that, as I said before, maybe they always wanted to start but didn't have the chance because they were. All, already having a job and didn't have the opportunity to really think it out so now they're doing that and that's possibly why we are very busy we really are isn't and that it's amazing
0: isn't that an example of what you were just talking about servola uh someone especially with the changing business environment finding yeah. out that uh, something that they had been doing they were putting a lot of effort into wasn't delivering or isn't delivering the returns that the new situation is.
3: Absolutely.
0: Sorola? That is
1: exactly it.
0: Yeah, Sorola, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I said absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things I say is dump the junk, you know, and really just dump the things that are not adding value that don't serve your business well. Just really figuring out what those things are and just getting rid of them. And really focusing your time and attention on something that may be new and innovative but it really will bring in the type of revenue, cash flow that you're looking for to have for your business. So, you know, I'd rather spend, you know, a hundred, you know, days focusing on something that's going to generate 10 times the amount of money for my business than spending 10 years on something that has brought in no return on my investment at all. And I think that a lot of people are starting to think through that. You know, I love the fact that this, the business owner, the restaurant owner made that transition because when, when we initially went into COVID and the the news were doing a lot of interv- interviews with restaurant owners, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, my goodness, this is a great opportunity to launch a carryout program or a great opportunity to do all these different things. And I just heard a lot of discouragement. And there, there are a lot of, you know, the food and beverage industry, the hospitality industry Um, A lot of the service industries are, you know, are really bouncing back. But that's part of it is really thinking outside of the box and getting away from what we would call the cookie cutter format and just really thinking how they can be creative to grow and build their businesses.
0: And you mentioned that your business plan is a living document, meaning you have to adjust it every now and then to, you know, the changing conditions around you. Isn't that, in fact, uh, the situation for everybody that their their plan needs to be adjustable
3: I would agree I think sometimes we can pinch and hole ourselves into that this is how it has to be this has to be the, the folks that I'm going to reach this has to be the focus of my 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 organization I have to stick to a specific marketing strategy and you know times change and we're in an innovative age where technology is moving at a cliff. And we, we're struggling at times to keep up with it. And I think having a business plan that we can, you know, use at the foundation to kind of keep us focused so that we do have a focus, we do know where we're going, but being willing to adjust things here and there because of where we're at in our world and on our journey as entrepreneurs says a lot about us. That flexibility, that adaptability is really important in order to be successful.
0: Okay. Once again. Yeah. Uh Rich, go ahead. If I might
3: add
2: yeah. something here. Go ahead. Uh the the business plan is written at a time and space. And uh at that time and space it's based on what's going on around you. Period. And if you go in uh being very stringent, I've gotta follow this plan, you're gonna miss it because the plan is gotta be fluid based on the changing conditions and times and what's happening. And this is an excellent example of that. If you're sticking to an original business plan and it ain't working, don't.
0: Change it. Okay. All right, we're going to have to leave it there for this segment. We'll take a break, come back, and pick up the conversation with Servola Frazier. But you can participate in the Coffee with a Leader presentation with her on January the 7th by signing up at orlando.score.org. It's entitled Start Strong and Finish Stronger in 2021. And I think that's what we all want to do, ladies and gentlemen. So please do sign up for that. January the 7th, it'll be live. After that, you'll be able to find it at the archive. In either case, go to orlando.score.org. And please sign up for the excellent newsletter while you're there. And don't forget to like Rich on Facebook. He's a broken hearted. Yeah, like don't. me out there. Holy crap, I'm so lonely. So that's Score Orlando on- Facebook, and we'll take a break and be right back with more of What's the Score. We are back, and we are What's the Score, and by we, I mean myself, Christopher Hart, and great volunteers at Score, Lucy Polito, and Rich Jekyll, and our guest today, Sarola Frazier, of Motivate Enterprise, MotivatePurpose.com is her website. Before we get back to the conversation, though, I'd just like to remind you that radio has been able to adapt and has been very resilient throughout the years, ladies and gentlemen, and is still there and going strong, and they now also, of course, uh, integrate social media into their Platforms. So here at Salem Media Group Orlando, you can really take advantage of the whole package with Salem Surround and, of course, the great radio stations here with excellent, strong signals and FM simulcasting, AM and FM. The man to talk to is Bill Files. You can reach him at 407-618-1760. 407-618-1760. Bill knows the business inside out. He's been in it in his entire life. He's got great professionals here at Salem Media Group Orlando, and they make it so easy for you to either advertise on radio, sponsor radio programming, or have a program of your own. And it really works, ladies and gentlemen. Try it. You'll see what I mean. Give Bill a call, 407 407- and when you get him on the line, please tell him that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hart sent you. Right, Rich? Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Okay. And this this presentation coming up on January the 7th, once again, there's no charge for that. It is in the Zoom presentation, and it will be interactive, and you can network on these Zoom presentations if you catch them live. So please go to orlando.score.org to sign up for it. And uh, getting back to you, Servola Frazier, uh, are there any – you're a planning strategist. Are, are there any particular tips or pointers that you kind of give on a regular basis to people? Say – I, I know what you're saying is, you know, especially at the end of the year here, and you can kind of look back over this. And I think we can all agree this year has been a transition year from what was to what is now and whatever will be get, becoming. But that's sort of the nature of business altogether. But this has been much more dramatic. Uh, what would be some tips? Some just basic tips on how to how to put in your 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 strategy into
3: action. I think one of the things that I, I like to emphasize is the importance of goal setting and creating those goals. We all know the the, the typical acronym that centers around goal setting that's SMART um, and, or smarter, depending on who you speak to. And I think that's really important. And one of the things that I believe set up entrepreneurs, especially and business owners, especially up for success is understanding how to create urgency around your goals. And you can do that a number of ways. I know that Tony Robinson uses the Dickens to describe how he creates urgency. And I know that um, Henry Cloud talks about play the movie where you just kind of play things into motion and, and kind of have the thought process of how will things be. And I want you know, I like to emphasize urgency because if you don't have an urgency or a deadline or a need to get something done or develop that leverage to really go after what you're looking for, then it's not really something that you want to aspire to. I tell people all the time, you know, they'll say, I don't know why this is failing or I'm not sure why I just can't seem to get this done and and I ask questions like How how have you developed urgency to get it done? You know, the urgency gets you out of the bed in the morning. The urgency gets you moving beyond all of the roadblocks and the detours that you're going to face. There's something more urgent or something that motivates you to kind of move beyond that. And I think one of the things that I think is really important is helping people not just to create the goal, but to develop a sense of urgency, a need to fulfill it. You know, uh, Simon Sinek talks about starting with why. I think all those things play into that and really having this level of understanding the impact or the result or the outcome that you're looking for, but why do you want that? And really starting to get this picture in your mind so that it gives you that space to kind of move through things. You know, I look at people, uh, we've all heard people making New Year's resolutions and, you know, by February or March, they've forgotten that resolution. Well, in your business, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to have a goal or objective and then forget about it when you come to February, March. And so how do you sustain that, that forward momentum? And, and so developing that sense of urgency, I think is really important for entrepreneurs to have. And just knowing what your plan is. So I, I, you know, look at it from these three, basically three components. I say, you know, you got to define what it is that you want. You gotta design the plan for it and then you gotta launch it. And launch it simply means that you gotta keep doing it until you get it done. So and when we look at when we look at ourselves as entrepreneurs, we, we need to keep it simple, you know, simple steps to get to where we need to be. Don't get hung up on the complexity. So define what it is that you really want, why you want it, and all that the good stuff that goes along with that. Design a plan to get there. You already know you're gonna to have to make it a you know, a fluid plan because you're going to make adjustments here and there. There's going to be roadblocks and detours, but then go after it. You know, it's the, 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 the worst thing in the world is to have this great idea, but never implement it.
0: Yeah, I, had, I worked a long time ago in the production business doing live convention shows, and his motto was uh, KISS keep it simple, stupid, and uh, that way way you don't get lost in all the sauce, right? And it kind of does come down to that sometimes in business. Sometimes we overcomplicate things, don't you think? And that kind of what you're saying?
3: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if we can keep things simple and realize that when we keep things simple, it makes it tangible, and it makes it easy for us to actually get them done. I remember when I first started hearing about different components of developing a marketing strategy and understanding, you know, your, your avatar or your best, I call it your best client ever, or the buyer's journey and all these different things. And I would just get so stuck in what that looked like. And it actually got to a place where I was just paralyzed. And one of the things that I realized is I needed to look for something a little bit more simple. So if this is what this is. How can I simplify that so that my brain doesn't have to you do, you know, over process itself to try to figure out a solution for it. So I keep it simple. I get it down to, you know, so easy a, a fifth grader could do it type of <laughs> type of a thing. So that it's easier for me to kind of step into it. And I think that's what helps out entrepreneurs. You know, asking for the help when you need it is is a big piece of that. I think a lot of us want to be independent and we want to achieve, but really being able to, to have that streak of humility to say, hey, I'm not really sure how to do this and asking for the help, I've learned through my experience is a major, is a major thing for entrepreneurs. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of business owners who kind of struggle because they wanted to do it on their own instead of allowing someone to come alongside of them and help them on their journey. So, you know, for those of you who are listening right now, and I know we're coming up on the end of our time today, but I really want to encourage you guys to step into our our coffee leaders at the first of the year, because I think it's really important that we really start answering those questions as entrepreneurs. What is it going to take for me to start this year off, to kick it, to jumpstart it? And then what do I need? What, do I, what can I look into the future right now and see what I'm going to need to start putting in place so that I can finish this year stronger than how I even started it? And I believe that as we start to create this plan, the strategy to help you do that, you're going to get to the end of 2021 and achieve well more than what you thought you were going to do just because you thought into it and you actually started putting plans and goals and setting those things into motion to get them done.
0: Lucy, would you like to chime in on that? Because it sounds to me that uh, this is exactly what SCORE is all about as well in terms of helping business owners in the, in the
1: early stages especially. you got about two minutes. Yes, yeah. that, that is correct. And, you know, one of the interesting things, again, that this year has brought on is uh, owners, uh, business owners have to be flexible, and they have to not believe that they're the only ones that know about You know, the business itself, there are other people that help make a business. And so, you know, one of the issues and one of the problems with someone who owns a business is sometimes they don't want to let other people, uh, they don't want to train other people to understand what the business is all about. They're afraid that, you know, it's their business and somebody's going to run away with the idea. And, you know, you cannot do it by yourself. So, one of the things you have to learn is to be able to delegate and And find the proper people that you can have that can delegate. And that's a a big, big help for a business. And at this time, uh, you know, we've learned a lot uh, through this pandemic. And that certainly is one of them. When you're the only person that knows how to run the whole thing, it's not going to be any good. Because if you get sick or something, uh, who's going to, you know, who else is going to be running the business? So that's something to consider. Absolutely. Uh, That's, you know, something you're always going to need because someone is always going to be getting ill or can't be there for what reason or another. Somebody has to pick up the ball. So you've got to train some of your folks. You have to be able to know how to hire and not be afraid to give some of the information out. I think that's been a lesson that needs to be learned. And I don't know, Sir if you uh, agree with me on that.
0: Well, I I tell you, we're pretty much going to have to leave it there. Uh, so <laughs> I'll give you the final word, but and including that also, if people want to contact you to take advantage of your services at Motivate Enterprise, can they do that at MotivatePurpose.com? Go ahead.
3: Yes, they can. I agree with you, Lucy. I think that we're in a time where we have to share knowledge in order to excel. And as business owners really transition from being business operators to being business owners they'll be willing to freely delegate those tasks and those different things that they need to do so that they can actually be the visionaries and leaders of their organizations and businesses. So I totally agree with that. And I think it's really important for those of you who are listening today to really just jump into our Start Strong, Finish Stronger Coffee with Leader on January the 7th. I think that it's going to be really transformational for those of you who jump into that. I'm looking forward to stepping into that with each and every one of you I hope you bring hard questions because I love those okay and I look forward to the opportunity to share with you All right. and please go to my website at motivatepurpose.com to find out more about what I do at motivate enterprises
0: okay excellent Chris, Chris I'd like to say one thing it better be quickly. one thing I got ten seconds
2: that uh, the uh, score.org uh, website The NationalScore.org has over 500 okay. sample business plans right, so that Rich, we've been emphasizing business plans. Thank you, Rich. We appreciate that. it.
0: We'll be back next week with more of What's the Score? <laughs>